107, Michael and Maddie. It is Monday morning, February 26th, 2024. The lead singer for the band Fun, Nate Roos, is 42 years old today. Rams Hall of Fame running back Marshall Falk has a birthday today. He's 51. His cousin Kevin Falk played for the Patriots and won three Super Bowls. Happy birthday to Michael Bolton. He is 71 today. On this date, 13 years ago, Lady Gaga had the number one song here at Fun 107, Born This Way, Top the Charts. Fuller House appeared for the first time on Netflix eight years ago, and La La Land won Best Picture at the Oscars for about 20 seconds. Sorry, no, there's a mistake. There's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Then Warren Beatty figured out that there had been a mistake and awarded Best Picture to the right film, Moonlight. That was seven years ago tonight. Fun, no. fun 107, Michael and Maddie. It is Monday morning. Going to be a rainy day today on the South Coast and highs up in the mid to upper 40s. We are at 37 now. Bring in your taste of Hollywood. Right here to the South Coast. And we are here for it. We're spilling the tea with Maddie's Entertainment Update on Fun 107. A documentary about a secret apartment that was created at Providence Place Mall will have its world premiere at the South by Southwest Festival next month. Secret Mall Apartment comes from director and producer Jeremy Workman and executive producer Jesse Eisenberg. And it's going to tell the story of how eight Rhode Island artists built an apartment inside the mall without anyone knowing about it for four years. It still blows my mind, I that know, story. You were the unreal. one who broke that story here, right? I wrote about it a couple of years ago. Let's see, when did I write about this? In 2021, I wrote about this because it just was mind-boggling to me. Uh, they filmed their life inside the unit, including purchasing items from the mall for the space. They snuck in furniture, tapped into the mall's electricity, even constructed a wall smuggling in over two tons of cinder block. That reads a description of the documentary on the SXSW website. Far more than just a wild prank, the secret apartment became a deeply meaningful place for its inhabitants. <laughs> the apartment artist, Michael Townsend, permanently banned from the mall. Boom. Right? I mean, I get it, though. Like, I bet that apartment stunk. I don't I know. It was stinky. I am so jealous I wasn't a part of that. I would have this is definitely loved a Michael to have been a part of that. Oh, yeah. This is definitely a Michael Rock Single Rock me, obviously. <laughs> Townsend said the apartment was nearly complete when the project collapsed. The group had plans to install flooring and functional plumbing, an ambitious act that never had a final chapter, he said. The first screening of Secret Mall Apartment at South by Southwest scheduled for March 8th, and it's an annual festival in Texas. I think this is going to be... A very popular documentary. Oh, I agree. Like, I want to see it. I think this is going to do really well at this festival. And then, like, I think this has Netflix quality for sure. Definitely. Like, these people created a, like, it's just it's just wild. So, just a little backdrop on this. During the Christmas season of 2003 and 2004, radio ads for the Providence Place Mall featured an enthusiastic female voice talking about how great it would be if you could live at the mall. And that's what in inspired 
Townsend to do this. He said the central theme of the abs was that the mall not only provided a rich shopping experience, but also had all the things that one would need to survive. And so he took it very literally and he pulled it off like uh, unbelievable. So you can find the story on the Fun 107 app to get some more details, but unreal. Did you ever see that Tom Hanks movie, The Terminal? Yes. It's basically that. Yeah, but he didn't create a private did, room. I think he did, didn't he? No, I don't think so. I think he, he redid little, the bathroom. Yeah. But these people literally created a yeah, secret room. So awesome. Unbelievable. I, I is, can't wait to see this documentary. Are the security guards still, do they still have the job? Yeah, those are the ones who I'd should be banned for life. I know. Well, I don't know if people knew about it. I, I know, like, I think they were, they figured out the security guards' um, shifts. Like, I don't think they were in cohorts with the security guards. No, I know, but, like, are you job. even doing your job if, if there's someone yeah, living there? I guess. But it's just like, there was no door. It was literally, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Just read more about it on the Fun 107 app. Melissa McCarthy, the funny woman of Hollywood, uh, she, I mean, she always makes people laugh, but she's a huge Billie Eilish fan. And they were both at the SAG Awards over the weekend. And she decided to shoot her shot, basically, um, when they were presenting together. And she asked Billie Eilish a very important question. Hi, Billie. Would you mind signing my dress? <laughs> no. No. You're, I don't want to ruin it, you know? It's oh, beautiful. oh my God. <laughs> Thank you for liking my choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, will you sign my face? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. For I, th sure, I thought you were going to sure. be like, I don't want to ruin your, your pretty face. She is so funny. <laughs> She's so great. So she was, it was funny because she continues to try and talk to Billy, and Billy just slowly puts her hand over McCarthy's mouth <laughs> as she continues to sign her face. Uh, but so very, very funny moments. Uh, they presented the award for Outstanding Female Actor in a Comedy Series. So it was a perfect moment for that. Um after reminding Eilish that the pair have met a couple times, she shared a fun fact that proves that you actually go way back. She said, I actually met you <laughs> in utero because your mom was my first improv teacher. Oh, nice. Interesting. That's amazing. Um, yeah, pretty crazy. I guess who she was pregnant with was you. How nuts is that? And Billie Eilish just says, wow, okay, that's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot to process. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess they do go way back. And Melissa McCarthy, a big fan. What is who's one artist that you would allow them to sign your head? Um, Post Malone. That'd be very appropriate. He's fun. Have this, for him to sign your face with all like of his tattoo. face tattoos. Yeah, I don't think there's a single person on this earth. I don't think I'd need that. I'd rather do a well, selfie. Don't, don't all worry the time. about needing it. It's not about needing it. It's about Allowing the celebrity it? or the artist or whoever. Where you were like, yeah, I'd let them sign my face. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, for me, I think it's Billy. I think I, like, Billy. I think it is Billy. Tom Hanks? No. Tom Hanks. Rolling Tom Stones. Brady. Like Brady. Maybe. There you, oh, go. There you Brady. go. Tom Brady. Yeah. There's no way you wouldn't do that. Don't even. <laughs> don't even. You could take like uh, wax paper or something. Make sure you get like the imprint of it, and then get a tattoo of it. It's actually his signature in a tattoo form. I've heard a lot of people do that. It's pretty good. They get their body signed by somebody, and then they get it tattooed, and it's like, I don't know if I like anybody that much. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So Barbara Streisand had a very beautiful moment at the SAG Awards over the weekend, getting the Lifetime 
Achievement Award, and it's so well-deserved. I mean, that woman is an icon. The 81-year-old iconic actress, director, and performer presented with her award by Jennifer Aniston, and it was just a beautiful moment. I'll let her do the talking. I didn't like reality. I wanted to be in the movies. Even though I knew I didn't look like the other women on the screen, my mother said, uh, you better learn to type. But I didn't listen. And somehow, some way, thank you, God, it all came true. I'd like to thank SAG-AFTRA for this fabulous honor and to say to my fellow actors and directors, I've loved working with you, playing with you, and inhabiting that magical world of the movies with you. And most of all, I want to thank you for giving me so much joy just watching all of you on the screen. Thank you for that. She received a nearly two-minute standing ovation. She's a star of the stars. Oh, God, yeah. Like, she looks amazing. She really does. She looks like she's in her 60s. She's, I couldn't believe when you said she was 81. She wow. looks great. She's one of only a handful of stars who can claim EGOT status. So that means winning an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. And she's the 21st woman to win SAG's Life Achievement Award since the union handed out the first one in 1962. She celebrated the achievement in an Instagram post and just thanking everybody that's ever basically affected her. It's just a really, really cool moment. And you hit the nail on the head. She's the star of the stars. I mean, all of the stars in the crowd are like still so gaga over Definitely. her. And it's, you know, she's including she's a gaga. Legend. Yeah, including gaga. <laughs> More entertainment news up on the Fun 107. Fun 107, Michael and Maddie. So I fell into a rabbit hole over the weekend. You know, sometimes like you get caught up. You ever get caught up in like a, a Facebook thread or whatever? And it oh, goes yeah. back and forth. It has nothing to do with you. You grab the bucket of popcorn, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. So there's this battle between a restaurant, an Italian restaurant up in the north end of Boston, kind of like Federal Hill, only up in Boston and a customer. So apparently, long story short, customer makes a reservation to eat at this restaurant called the called Table and can't make it to the re, res, uh, reservation because they're, apparently they're in the ER, okay? So whatever. So Table sends a me- hunts down this guy on Instagram <laughs> and sends a message, and it reads... Hi, Trevor. I own Table Restaurant in Boston. I just wanted to personally thank you for screwing over my restaurant and my staff when you disputed your cancellation fee, which, by the way, was $250. I really hope in the future you have more respect for restaurants, especially small businesses such as mine. Pathetic. (laughs) Wow. Okay, back up for a second. So he... Cancels his reservation for what? For the an the, emergency. Because he's having he's an emergency. ER, yeah. So this restaurant's cancellation fee is two hundred and fifty dollars. That is correct. Who are you? I'm so, sorry. What? So Trevor responds, <laughs> and he says, "Wow!" Just like Gazelle said, "Wow!" My stomach turns with the gross decision to search for, find, and direct message a customer like this. Despite that shock, I hope the following message finds you well. Firstly, 
I want to express my disappointment and shock at the tone and content of your message. As a patron and supporter of independent restaurants, I understand the challenges small businesses face, particularly in post-COVID world. My decision to use my credit card's travel insurance to address the lofty cancellation fee was not made lightly and certainly not with the intention to screw over your establishment or your staff. It is crucial to note that my cancellation was due to unforeseen circumstances, specifically hospitalization, which falls under the protection of travel insurance. This was not a matter of respect or disregard for your business, but a legitimate use of my consumer rights under exceptional circumstances of finding myself at the ER. Secondly, my husband did call the restaurant and was told that if, if uh, it was, and told it was out of their control and to take it up with my credit card if I was so, quote, butthurt. Wow. <laughs> the decision to reach out to a customer with such a scolding and disparaging message is frankly astounding. Such actions not only damage the rapport you have with your patrons, but also reflect poorly on your establishment's professionalism and customer service ethos. Given the nature of your interaction and your approach to the situation, I will no longer be considering table for my upcoming rebooked Boston plans next month. I will also be sharing my experience with within my network and publicly as it is important for potential customers to be aware of how situations like mine are handled. Wow. Moving forward, I hope you will consider a more empathetic and professional approach when dealing with similar situations. The success of small businesses is something I deeply care about, blah, blah, blah. Signs it. Th that's a perfect response. So they come back. Table Are comes you kidding? Back. First of all, oh, says boy. Table, you are not a customer. Secondly, usually when people have a sensitive excuse, they reach out to a restaurant and cancel via phone by having a mature professional conversation instead of disputing their credit card charge, all caps, which is hurtful to any business and their staff. I'm embarrassed you don't get it. Again, <laughs> I truly hope you have more respect for restaurants in the future. Nice gaslighting. This person is so... Oh... I can't say the word on air. So here comes Trevor. Oh, yeah. Team Trevor, let's go. It is disappointing to witness the continuation of these aggressive responses. <laughs> <laughs> Let me address your points succinctly. Firstly, to state that I am not a customer simply because I exercise my rights under extenuating circumstances is not only incorrect, but also dismissive of the very nature of our initial transaction. By making a reservation, I entered into a customer relationship with your establishment, a fact that <laughs> yeah. remains true regardless of the unforeseen cancellation. Wow. Furthermore, your assertion that I did not communicate appropriately is a clear indication that my previous message was not read thoroughly or was misunderstood. For clarity, I did indeed reach out to your restaurant to explain my situation, a point that seems to have been overlooked in your response. To quote the above, my husband did call the restaurant and was told that it was was not in their control and to take it up with my credit card if I was, quote, so butthurt. <laughs> the decision to involve my credit card company was driven by the insurance policy tied to it, blah, 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 blah. So they go back and forth. Does this ever come to an end? Uh, 
Well, it does when the restaurant shares it up on the... Um, they shared it? They shared it up on a restaurant site. That's gross. She thinks that she is so in the right that she shares it. 100%. Oh, my God. She, she shares it with um, back up on her table uh, socials saying, I spoke to about a dozen business owners today who shared their frustrations and people walking all over them Dude. and disputing their credit card charges. This has to stop, all caps. Dude. The lack of respect and entitlement is gross. The lack of common sense is gross. Mm. Oh, my um, God. It goes on Entitlement, and on. ignorance, narcissism. It's a I rabbit mean, hole. But listen, so there are people on both sides of this. Like, So it sounds like you guys are on Trevor's side. Yeah. Same with me. I'm totally on Trevor's side. But there, that's not like, everybody. How do you come off having a $250 cancellation fee? I'm not over that part. <laughs> I'm not like, who says I was going to spend that much? Okay. <laughs> that's true. So people are threatening Trevor. Yo. And oh. also threatening the restaurant to the point where the restaurant had to go on Google to stop all of the bad rev one-star reviews. <laughs> that's amazing. They had to go on Google and say they were permanently closed. That's amazing. That's hilarious. Can you imagine if this entire time in the back and forth, the argument, they were both like, AI, come up with a rebuttal. Listen, but like, <laughs> the restaurant lost my respect as soon as you told me that the Big owner time. DM'd him. Yeah. Like, nope, respect, gone. See what ya. were they trying to accomplish? Exactly. It was, a, it was an angry... An angry restaurant owner that wasn't thinking clearly. Correct. Like, what was the win? What was the path to a win yeah. for that restaurant? Yeah. There it was, was none. It was complete bitterness and anger. Like, there was no plan. No plan. Crazy, right? Uh, that a good one, right? Juicy. I told you it was juicy. Hole. Trevor had <laughs> iconic answers. Fun, one, fun 107, Michael and Maddie. So, Maddie coming off a weekend of working at... In what, New what Hampshire. Kind of, what kind of fights were it they? It was Combat Zone... 83, if you're a UFC fan, it's Calvin Cater's uh, MMA show. So, it was in New Hampshire. I'm exhausted. Combat zone? Yep. 83? MMA. Yep. Sounds military. Yep. And so you did, so Maddie did uh, play-by-play. Play play yeah, I was. it was my first time doing the, I've done commentary before, but... It was my first time doing play-by-play. -play. So How'd you like that? I loved it. Did you really? I loved it. But it was hard. It's ve I have a newfound respect for play-by-play -play analysts, for sure. I've it's always been color, and for those that may not know the difference, basically, basically you can think of the play-by-play -play as the person that keeps the ball rolling, that keeps the show going. They're the ones that are welcoming you to the show and, and giving you what's going on. And then the color is more of like explaining what's happening right. on your television screen, putting the little flavors into the broadcast. So the, the play-by-play person is the broadcaster. The color analyst is usually the former player. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. Yep. So you're used to being the color analyst? Correct. This was a whole new experience. I loved it. I'm going to give it myself a pat on the back here. I got a lot of great feedback. So that's all that matters. But, oh, my God. Six hours that's insane. of talking. Six hours? The show started at 6 p.m. The last fight wrapped up around midnight. You must have been cross-eyed when it was done. 
I mean, it's when you enjoy what you're doing, it doesn't feel like six hours. I didn't realize it was six hours until I was docking with my husband the next morning. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, I did it for six hours. But when you enjoy it, it doesn't feel like that. So one of the toughest play-by-play sports to do, what do you think it would be? MMA? No. <laughs> I don't it's going to be baseball. Baseball it is because the game is so slow moving and there's so little action in baseball that the baseball play-by-play and color people, it's all about stories. Yeah. So you're like, you have to like share these stories from back in the day and weave in statistics and, you know, that kind of thing. So, but six hours. It was wild. Yo. It was wild. And what people don't realize is it's not it's not like a scripted six hours. Right. Like you have to come ready to go with your own notes and your own stories and your own flow. And I just thank my lucky stars that I'm in radio and can speak for a living. Well, also like how well do you know these fighters? I I knew a couple, but not all. And so it's like you got to do your research on the you can't you can't just show up with nothing as a play by play. Like, you have to know these people's story because as they're walking out to the cage, you have to be setting the tone. Like, you have to be saying, like, for for instance, the main event, like, you have to know that Nick Fiore was in the UFC and lost both times and last year was the year of adversity and this year is his comeback year. And, like, you have to have that story ready. Yeah. You know? So... My my biggest fear in, in the entire world is dead air. You know, we come from radio, so I spoke a lot. <laughs> the thing the thing with a job like that that people don't realize is the the easier you make it sound. Yes, the more work that you put into that. Yeah, like, you have no uh, people have no clue. Yeah, they think oh it's so easy. It's because of all I made that it work sound you that put way, in bro. before that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, look, I'm only, we're only going to make you talk for like four yeah, hours thanks, today. thanks. No biggie at all. <laughs> it is 6.55. Phil Devitt standing by in the Chart Oak Tavern newsroom. A young girl is dead and three other people are injured after a weekend fire in Middleborough. Firefighters responded to the blaze around 2 a.m. Saturday. They attempted to rescue a juvenile from the home. They couldn't and she was later found dead. A woman, a man and another juvenile were taken to the hospital. The cause of the fire is under investigation. A man is dead after a single car crash also in Middleborough. It happened Sunday afternoon, closing the intersection where the crash occurred. A 66-year-old man who was the only person in the car was pronounced dead at the scene. The crash is under investigation as well. A 22-year-old New Bedford man is charged with robbing an Uber driver. Police say Isaiah Poindexter of Cedar Street was wearing a GPS ankle bracelet at the time for vandalizing vehicles last year. Voters in Massachusetts can cast their presidential primary ballots now. Early voting began Saturday. Early voters can visit an early voting location through this Friday. March 5th is the day of the primary with voting locations open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. More information on the Secretary of State's website. The spacecraft that touched down on the moon last week is alive and well after tipping over onto its side. Houston-based Intuitive Machines guided its Odysseus lander onto the moon, marking the first touchdown by a U.S.-built spacecraft since the Apollo 17 mission in 1972. 
and a documentary about a secret apartment that existed for years inside Providence Place will debut at the South by Southwest Festival in Austin next month. Secret Mall Apartment tells how eight Rhode Island artists built an apartment within the mall property and documented life in it for four years before they were discovered in October of 2007. The premiere screening of the film is set for March 8th. In sports, the Boston Bruins play the Seattle Kraken tonight at 10. Celtics play the Philadelphia 76ers on Tuesday. And the Red Sox are in spring training. Next up, a game with the Phillies today at 1. Traffic and weather next. From the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. Well, you don't need me to tell you. I mean, things are getting tighter and tighter with money. With all of this inflation and, you know, more and more people have to watch their spend monthly Closer and closer as the inflation continues to range out of control. And look, I mean, that is, a, it goes big time for your energy use. You know, I find myself being the grumpy dad so much, you know, shut up the lights. Who's using this Xbox? You know, stuff like that. And the thing is, is I'm, I just got my solar panels. I can't imagine not having solar panels and just paying straight up bills to Eversource and National Grid and having no idea each month when you open that envelope, what's inside, because it can be a month ruiner. You know, you open up that Eversource bill, the national grid bill, and it's six, seven, eight, nine hundred $900. I've heard of bills of $900 for a household from Eversource. How insane is that? And guess what? It is not getting better. So when it's time to, you know, at least call a solar company, Call Isaacson Solar. They're based right in Fall River, and they have been terrific. I've had them for five years. We've saved thousands and thousands of dollars by switching to Isaacson Solar. Find out more. See if your house is a good match. It may or may not be, but call them. The ball's in your court. Call Isaacson Solar. Find them online, IsaacsonSolar.com. Fun 107, Michael and Maddie. A nice morning out there. It wasn't really supposed to be sunny this morning, but yeah. we're seeing some sunshine out there. Our high is going to be around uh, the mid to upper 40s today. So um, one of my favorite soups on the South Coast, I had no idea until this weekend that chale soup that they serve at Brewfish in Marion, the, the word chale is trademarked. Is it pronounced chale or kale? Chale. Not so now, kale. Kale. No, there's kale soup. Right. But this is chale soup. So what this is, is clam chowder and kale soup. Oh, I see. Okay, combo. Okay, okay. So Brewfish trademarked the name chale, which I didn't know they did. Why the apostrophe? It's chowder. Kale. Chowder and kale, but they actually trademarked. Word, you know? They trademarked both. Interesting. So, um, anyway, so the other day I was reading through their their social media, and they put, you know, just basically the origin of chale came around like ten years ago there when with their original menu, and it said we've since trademarked the name in the soup. So if you see it anywhere else besides Brewfish. It's copycat and not the original. So I was like, well, that's kind of, where'd that come from? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I called over there and I guess they've been having problems with some restaurants that put chale on their menu. Mm. And it's trade. It's oh, to be almost like a restaurant putting Big Mac on their menu. Mm. Actually, it's exactly the same thing. 
So if like Brewfish put how they serve Big Macs, you better believe McDonald's is coming after them on that. I wonder if people get in trouble for like the Big Mac pizzas and the Big Mac. They're definitely not supposed appetite, to be Big Mac nachos. Yeah, they're and not stuff. supposed to, but they do it anyway. They do. They do. So anyway, so I, I talked to them. And they've got a very specific reason, which I'll get to in a second, about why they're kind of tightening up their trademark on on Chael. So one of the restaurants was um, the Cove Surf and Turf, the one in New Bedford, not the one in Fall River. And so I called up the the Cove Surf and Turf on Friday afternoon. I was like, hey, you know, do you even know? You know what I mean? Like, because I think it's pretty, it's probably a lot of people have no idea Mm. that that's a trademark name. I didn't know. So he was like, oh, my goodness. No, I didn't know that. He said, as a matter of fact, I got the idea to serve it from Fun 107 because we had done an article on the channel soup. And he's like, oh, that's a great idea. So they, they went in, they, they put it on the menu and had no idea. So I said, hey, just so you know, it's been trademarked for like eight years. Wow. So he's like, oh, I, I'm going to take care of this right away. I, the last thing in the world I want to do is mess around with trademarks. Yeah. So as the I was. Icy slope. So as I was on the phone. He literally went on his online ordering and, and took it down, and he, he renamed, I think, Kale Chowder. There you go. There nice. you go. But um, it's just you, the name you itself. Because you can't trademark a, a recipe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure you can't trademark, like, a standard word either. Like, I don't think he could be like, oh, I'm going to trademark kale Chowder. soup. Oh, yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> you know? No. But um, so I thought that was interesting. So now here's the reason. So because... We put this up and someone actually commented, sounds a little petty. Not really, because you go through the, the motions of paying all that money and you go through an, a big legal process to trademark it. But the reason they're kind of like turning the key on this is because they have plans on distributing chale soup mm. to like grocery stores across the region. Really? Like local, like Market Basket. Market Basket, we'll Stop and Shop and True Keys and all of it. Yeah. So I think they're going to try to break this thing regionally in the supermarkets. That's cool. So pretty pretty fun, right? I like that. I'll give you a hot take. I think it's just okay. No. And that's a hot, hot take because everybody that I know likes it. For me, it's it's a smoky problem. I got a problem with smoky stuff, like with even with bourbon. See, I like it. Whatnot. I know, and I'm not saying anything bad about them because Brewfish... Man, their restaurant is like, their menu has got it going on. But I never got into the chale. And I tried it a couple times. See, I like the smoky. It doesn't get Ugh, to me. I'm not I can't. a smoky person. If you don't like smoky, then you know. That's, yeah. that's the only problem. Yeah. But it's a me problem. It's a smoky problem. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. Yeah, you know. So even Honestly, I've had brisket that's been over-smoked, like too much smoke into it. And I'm like, I can't eat this. I want the flavor, However, not the, the smoke. The other big flavor in the chale soup which is just yum, mm. is butter. Oh, heck yeah. I love it. Heck yeah. I love more it. More butter, more better. So putting everybody on notice, all the restaurants out there in the South Coast and beyond, Chael, stay away. It is owned by Brewfish. It is <laughs> 7.52, 92nd news update now. Phil Devitt. Two tragedies in Middleborough over the weekend. A Sunday afternoon car crash has left a 66-year-old man dead. He was the only one in the car, which went off Thompson Street and hit a tree. He was pronounced dead at the scene. And a girl has died in a fire in Middleborough. The fire broke out early Saturday morning. Firefighters attempted to rescue a juvenile but couldn't get to her in time. A woman, man, and another juvenile were hospitalized. Both the crash and the fire are under investigation this morning. 
A New Bedford man wearing a GPS monitor was arrested for allegedly robbing an Uber driver outside his home. 22-year-old Isaiah Poindexter of Cedar Street is accused of showing a knife to the driver and demanding his belongings before taking off on foot. He was wearing the device on his ankle due to an arrest last summer for vandalizing vehicles, including Bristol County Sheriff's Office cruisers. The state has announced $16 million in funding to help ease the health care worker shortage in Massachusetts. According to the governor's office, grants from the Workforce Competitive Trust Fund will help train nearly 1,900 people for jobs in demand. Positions needed range from EMTs and certified nurse assistants to mental health peer support specialists. And a puppy found on an I-93 on-ramp is now home. The 10-week-old Chihuahua was rescued from the roadway last week. She was spotted wandering toward the highway and was turned into the Animal Rescue League of Boston. In an update, the shelter says the puppy has now been adopted. In sports, the Boston Bruins close out their four-game road trip tonight with a visit to Seattle, game at 10. The Boston Celtics are red hot going for a ninth straight win when they play the Philadelphia 76ers on Tuesday. And the Red Sox in spring training, they play the Phillies today at 1. Traffic and weather next. From the Chardo Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 1. We picked the grand prize winner to go see Tate McRae in Dallas in January, uh, July this week. So uh, that's going to be coming up. You get to hang out with Tate, Tate McRae. And Pretty cool. We're calling it a date with Tate. Did you guys hear about this new water taxi coming to Fall River? We did not. This is pretty cool. I, I kind of dig it. So Mayor Paul Coogan announced a water taxi pilot program that he's going to launch this summer. And it's going to allow an easy mode of transportation, you know, memorable experience, very touristy. And um, it's going to, he hopes, will alleviate some of the traffic in the city and attract more tourists to the waterfront. And he said it's going to have about four or five stops from the Tipsy Seagull. Um, so this is Mayor Paul Coogan kind of talking about what your trip may look like. And he's saying it's going to have four, maybe five stops from the Tipsy Seagull, which will give you access to walk to Canty Brewery or over to Columbia Street. Or you can go all the way up to the wall, visit the monuments there, grab something to eat at Barrett's. And in the afternoon, take a ride along the waterfront. So it's kind of a fun little experience. When you buy the ticket, you get uh, a loop of all the stops. And then you are allowed to get off and on wherever you choose. And then you can get back on to get where you started, that sort of thing. Um, and basically, if this does really well, they're going to expand it. And they're going to try and make it a bigger thing. I think it's really cool. It reminds me that if you've ever been to London, they've got something like that on the Thames River. So like, Yeah. It's a, just a water taxi. It's cool. It's fun. It is. You're right. It's fun and very touristy. Yeah. Like you said. And it gives like a totally different look to Fall River and like the waterfront itself. What if they did something like that so you avoid the Washington Bridge in Providence? I would be all over that, like white on rice. Like, absolutely. But then again, isn't that just a ferry ride? Like, you know, because for something of that magnitude, you need a ferry. Yeah. You can't just have one taxi. With or without cars? Without cars. Without cars. Yeah. They should totally come up with that. Somebody like, needs why, to come up with why that are immediately. They doing that? Yeah, somebody needs to come up with that immediately because I am losing my mind. Well, I'm, I just looked at Google Maps. It's going to take me about an hour and a half to get home right now. An hour and a half? It's just going up and up and up right Yikes. now. I'm like, <laughs> okay, where's that water taxi again? Does it say how much the water taxi uh, 
Ticket time? It hasn't announced that just yet, but the mayor hopes to have it up and running by the summer. So I, I think it's fun. Yeah, yeah I think know, it's give super it a try. fun. What's the worst going to happen? Exactly. It is 824, 90-second news update. Phil Devitt is in the Charred Oak Tavern newsroom. A young girl is dead and three other people are injured after a weekend fire in Middleborough. Firefighters responded to the blaze around 2 a.m. Saturday. They attempted to rescue a juvenile from the home. They couldn't, and she was later found dead. A woman, a man, and another juvenile were taken to the hospital. The cause of the fire is under investigation. A man is dead after a single-car crash also in Middleborough. It happened been Sunday afternoon, closing the intersection where the crash occurred. A 66-year-old man, who was the only person in the car, was pronounced dead at the scene. The crash is under investigation as well. A 22-year-old New Bedford man is charged with robbing an Uber driver. Police say Isaiah Poindexter of Cedar Street was wearing a GPS ankle bracelet at the time for vandalizing vehicles last year. Voters in Massachusetts can cast their presidential primary ballots now. Early voting began Saturday. Early voters can visit an early voting location through this Friday. March 5th is the day of the primary with voting locations open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. More information on the Secretary of State's website. The spacecraft that touched down on the moon last week is alive and well after tipping over onto its side. Houston-based Intuitive Machines guided its Odysseus lander onto the moon, marking the first touchdown by a U.S.-built spacecraft since the Apollo 17 mission in 1972. And a documentary about a secret apartment that existed for years inside Providence Place will debut at the South by Southwest Festival in Austin next month. Secret Mall Apartment tells how eight Rhode Island artists built an apartment within the mall property and documented life in it for four years before they were discovered in October of 2007. The premiere screening of the film is set for March 8th. In sports, the Boston Bruins play the Seattle Kraken tonight at 10. Celtics play the Philadelphia 76ers on Tuesday. And the Red Sox are in spring training. Next up, a game with the Phillies today at 1. Traffic and weather next. From the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 106. Michael and Maddie, so I woke up yesterday morning to an apology from AT&T. Nice. And it said... The, the, the subject of the email from AT&T was making it right. Hello, Michael. We apologize for Thursday's network outage, which may have impacted your ability to connect with family, friends, and others. As a valued customer, your connection matters, and we're committed to doing better. To help make it right, you're going to automatically receive an account credit. Oh. We're also taking steps to prevent this from happening again in the future. Our priority is to continuously improve and be sure you stay connected. So I got $5. That's so <laughs> weird. $5. I mean, $5 sounds so silly, but when you think <laughs> about how many $5 they had to hand out, yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. But like, okay, thanks, I guess. Don't we get 20 because you're on a family plan? Yeah, they said... One $5 credit per account. Per account? Oh, no, you're getting so five bucks. So that's five bucks? Damn. <laughs> I thought for a second I'd get 20. Oh, no, it's man. not $5 per phone number. It's $5 per account. So cringy. So it's going to go towards your bill, right? It's just a credit? Yeah, credit. Oh, my. So God. stupid. It should, it should have been one month free. No, that's a lot. What I mean, do you mean it's a lot? They would, have, a they would have lost so much money if they did that. They Half a day. Pick it back up again. It was on them, right? They messed up. Did you hear what the final thing was, Maddie? Because you were off on Friday. <laughs> I did. They, it was like they were... some Somebody put a software update yeah. on. Yeah. 
and they screwed it up. AKA. AKA. Aliens. Aliens, yeah. China. (laughs) (laughs) So I was thinking about it, though, really. If it was anything else, let's say it was something nefarious from another, you know, country. They wouldn't tell us. Of course not. No. But why only one provider? Yeah, I mean... But no, it was not just one provider. It kind of was, though, because the issues with Verizon and I believe... What was it? The other one. There was another one. T-Mobile. The only only issue that was reported was when you were trying to connect to a phone that wasn't a Verizon carrier. So again, it's an 18... It's a you problem, not a me problem. Correct, Yeah. yeah. So it's like I was trying to text somebody with green bubbles, okay? And, uh... It wouldn't go through. So. That was on, what, Thursday? Friday. On Friday? Yeah. After it was all said and done. Yeah. You were still so, having problems. It was still, yeah. By the end, by like a few hours after that, it was fine. So for me, it was literally only a few hours. So the outage really was only like, for me, from 4 a.m. to like noon that day, you have no idea how many times I reached for that phone. Oh, I know. It's unbelievable. Uh, eye-opening, right? It really yeah. is. Like, to try to Google something or, yeah. you know, to get the phone number somewhere, direction somewhere. Like, yeah. incessantly looking for that phone. It's embarrassing. Yeah. my I mean, remember when my husband and I were trying the lockbox for a little while? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. We're still trying to do it. Like, by 8 p.m., we're trying to not be on our phones. It's hard. And Embarrassingly it enough. To be present? Yeah. And, like, be with each other. Do you guys implement no phones at the table for dinner? Yeah, we yeah, do that. We, I mean, we just Good. do it anyway. Yeah, for sure. But that's pretty much it. <laughs> the, the rest of the 23 hours and 30 minutes of the like day. Like, my biggest pet peeve is, like, when we're sitting next to each other and we're on our phones. Yeah. Like. Did you ever sit next to each other on your phones and text each other? <laughs> we'll, we'll, text? Not text, but we'll send each other memes or something. Yeah. I'll yeah. text from, like, the other room. That's uh, ridiculous. It is. 100%. That is ridiculous. So I'm just sitting here thinking, what am I going to do with my $5? Yeah. Can I get a foot long or no? Nope. Those days are over, right? Those are gone, my friend. Can't even get a foot long. <laughs> you can get um... Can't even get a coffee for five dollars <laughs> anymore. Yeah, you can't get a foot long. You can't get the cookie foot long. Actually you can. Yeah, it's only the three dollars. You know what? All right. There you go. Get yourself that, a foot long. You know cookie. what? AT&T, that makes things okay. <laughs> yeah, you right. sent me a foot long cookie for us. It is Michael and Maddie, Monday morning. Back from uh a lot of people have this last week off, school vacation week. Everybody's kind of back at it this week. And we put something up um, over the weekend, kind of funny and entertaining. We asked you, what are some of the weirdest restaurant names in the history of the South Coast? <laughs> That's awesome. Bonus points if you know the meaning mm. behind these weird names. Well, I got one. It always just bothered me. And it's no longer open, I believe. But so the, we, don't, we don't have to hold back then. The airport grill. What's wrong it with that? It used to bother me because Why? it doesn't sound enticing at all. Who's the best like, restaurant around here? It, it, when I hear airport grill, it's like, yeah, let me go Let me go to that grill that's in the airport. Yeah, let me go to that one. So it sounds a little, it sounds less fancy than it is. It just sounds, sounds like a diner. Sounds subpar to me. Really? It did. It was Because like, when you think of airport food, you don't think uh, of okay. good food. Yeah, yeah, you, You're right. So... That's where I'm coming from with that one. Well, that was my favorite, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Some ones that stuck out to me, 
There's a there's a restaurant down in Wareham called Barnacle Bills. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a weird one. Very SpongeBob. Like, well, yeah, definitely SpongeBob, but also like barnacles aren't appetizing. Correct. So do I want the name Barnacle? Is it, is it a seafood place? Yeah. I was gonna say, tell me it's a pizza place or something <laughs> like. That's weird. So that's Barnacle weird Bills. I got another one. Um, Mr. Peepers. Yeah, that's that's. In Swansea? That has been a, that's an ice cream place, right? So, that's a oh, weird one. Oh, is it Swansea one? or Somerset? It's, it's on the Somerset, line, right? Somerset, I think. Oh, okay. I think. Either one. Same thing, right? Same thing. Same thing. But it's like, come on, kids. Let's go to Mr. Peepers. It's like to draw them in. And like, like we'll the, kick, the kicker we'll... for me is the logo, the graphic. I don't even know if I know the it logo. It is literally a Mr. Peeping around really? the corner. So it wasn't even like... <laughs> It's not even like, oh, we're, we're reading too much. Nope. <laughs> it is Mr. Peepers. Oh, man. Somebody uh, met, sent this one in saying from Cranston, the thirsty beaver. Yeah, that's a good one. What's the story behind that one? Do you know? I don't know. Bar? I don't know the story behind it, but it's delicious. It's a it's a pub. It's 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 a very it reminds me a lot of the new Pine House uh Kitchen. Pine House Kitchen and Pine House Kitchen that we just went to in Tiverton. It's all it's all wood inside and it's like, you know, it looks like a beaver's house. Why is it so thing. thirsty? Because it's a bar. I don't know. Why do we keep naming animals? So like, there's like the thirsty whale, the thirsty beaver. Oh. If you think about it, like the black whale is kind of a weird one. That is a weird yeah. one. Yeah, it's a very weird one. True. Stinky Pete's. What's that? Stinky oh, Pete's. Oh, they're no longer there. I hate that. I, was, I uh, hate. I hate that. A little biker bar. Oh, I hate that. The smallest place you'll ever see in your life. Do they serve food? Probably just pub fare. Uh, right next to Caddyshack in Dartmouth, and nobody wants to buy it because in the back the land is unbuildable. It's all swamp. So that's why it was so small because you can get to that area and then that's it. So many people are like, oh, I'll buy it. Yeah, good luck to get to the back of the swampland. Somebody uh, sent in one saying, your dog mill. Now, this, is, this was on my list because I want to understand what it is. It's not a Chinese restaurant. No, it's a hot dog place. It's a hot dog place spelled Y-O-R, dog with two Gs, mill with one L. So they misspelled every word in the title. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Maybe because it's a dog? Dogs can't spell? Oh, I mean, that's not nice, Michael. You guys want to go to Big Wong in Taunton? Yeah, Big Wong. That's on uh, Water Street in Taunton. That's yeah. an actual place. You know what I think about that? With with Big Wong. What I do you always, think about, Michael? I, <laughs> please, please let us know. I always think about what if I worked there and how hard it would be like the Big Wong, how can I help you? Welcome to Big Wong. Yeah. Let's just keep it at that, okay? <laughs> I bet you the owner's name is Wong and it's a big guy. Maybe. You can only hope. I hope so. Would you, all right, so here's here's what it boils down to. Would you rather bring the kids to Big Wong or, or Mr. Peepers? <laughs> or Sticky Peeps. <laughs> <laughs> kids were moving out of the South. <laughs>